1839, Cooperstown, New York. Union Major General Abner Doubleday invents the game of baseball. 1869, the Cincinnati Red Stockings, an all-professional baseball team, takes the field for the first time. 1910, Ty Cobb stabs some black guy in a hotel. 1947, the first televised World Series. September 17th, 1992, Reds head coach Lou Piniella tries to beat up hothead reliever Rob Dibble for being a lying meathead. August 18th, 1989, Don Zimmer gets thrown out of a ball game again and proceeds to get in a legendary screaming match with classic guy with a face, umpire Jerry Crawford, all with Harry Carey and Steve Stone on the call. Some of these moments sound far more intriguing than the others. And if you ever wanted a deep dive into what led to some of the most captivating and sometimes embarrassing moments in baseball history, well, we're your huckleberries. America's pastime's full of these moments. They give you goosebumps, they turn your stomach, they bring a tear to your eye. And we're here to get to the heart of the matter in every instance, revealing the context within, teaching you a little bit about yourself at the same time. Yes, we're going to get philosophical in this bitch. We'll be saying fuck a lot, too, because if you don't, are you really alive? Then, after we dispense with the context, what then, Blake? Well, I think we're going to go to the ballpark. We're going to have some hot dogs. We're going to sit in the stands. We might take our shirts off. We might Mine's off already. put them on our heads. We might consume 8 to 24 beers. We might blow up records. We might destroy an entire genre of music. Might send an entire nation into turmoil with labor strikes. But one thing is for certain, we will digest, consume, and live the whole ball game. See, that's the name of the show. See, what I love about podcasts is it brings people together, right? Uh, Blake and I met each other because of a stupid podcast. And I'll tell you right now, the hosts would agree. It's a stupid podcast. But not only did that podcast bring Blake and I together, but Blake is largely responsible for bringing back my love of baseball. And that's how this all started. Middle of the pandemic, Blake and I had never met each other. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. We were competing no, this and this is pre-pandemic, I believe. Just pre-pandemic, we yes. were competing for the right to sit next to podcasters we'd never really met at a, a, a professional wrestling event. Stop judging, and uh, the showcase we, of the immortals. We didn't even we didn't even know each other at the time, uh, but we were we were bidding a a whole hell of a lot of money for more money than we would be comfortable saying. I think I, I think so, and. Uh, Certainly our significant others wouldn't be comfortable hearing. So it's better if we leave that uh, to the annals of history. If you want any respect either as well. Well, there's that. Uh, But yeah, I threw respect out the window a long time ago. I think when I was eight years old. Yeah. Around eight is when that all started or went away really. And it's never come back. You've always Uh, been self-aware. I mean, there's that, right? Yeah. I mean, if it, if it doesn't do anything else. Self-awareness leads to a lack of respect. It's a, it's it's a self-sustaining cycle. <laughs> um, uh, long story short, we uh, we got to know each other afterwards. Obviously, we never went to 
WrestleMania in Tampa or else, you know, I would have killed Blake in a. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't be here today a, if we did, buddy. Let's not forget it's, that. It's so true. The the plan was let's just get that out there for for fuck it, whatever. So I'm I'm going to be in Tampa less than 24 hours because that's all the time I had. So my plan was to fly into this son of a bitch and I don't know, get to the fucking stadium around one or so, go to the show and then maybe catch three hours of sleep if you don't slaughter me at the La Quinta and then be back at the fucking uh, airport at like 6 a.m. to to fly back. See, that's after that's I watch good. Drew McIntyre hoist the title. Okay. We dodged a bullet on that one. Let's oh, be real honest. That would have been a cold flight home. Wow. Uh, we uh, we got to know each other over that summer, uh, along with a bunch of other buds. Uh, and uh, for the first time since I was, I don't know, 10 years old, I, uh, I was at the, the checkout at Walmart, which is a hell of a place to be. Uh, you'd want to be looking anywhere but the faces of the other people in the Walmart. So I was looking along the the aisle by checkout, and Sometimes I saw the box faces of- are the best thing you can see on them. <laughs> That's not saying Touché. much. Well played. Uh, there's a, a just a, a big wall full of baseball cards, and twenty bucks, seven packs of cards. I went. I went. Yeah, I'll buy this. Uh, and now um, I'm tens of thousands of dollars into uh the habit mm. as it were and mm. the beautiful thing about it is it's brought me back to baseball for the first time really watching baseball since i was i don't know like 20 22 23 it was shortly after the white Sox won the 2005 world series that i stopped watching baseball um but uh but yeah uh we're back to it and uh we're going to relive our childhoods and and a little bit of the time before our childhoods as well uh, in in watching some baseball together and figuring out exactly why it used to be better and why life used to be better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're directly ripping off another podcast in the process, the same one we were talking about earlier. Uh, we're just talking baseball instead of wrestling. Hey, if you're worth a fuck, it's all connected. Okay? Bing- bingo. bingo. You know. You know. That's, and if you know, that's why we're here and that's who we're here for. And if you don't know, then... I don't think we really fucking care, do we? I mean, not even a little bit. I don't. So, yeah, could kiss my ass in hell. Where exactly is hell today? Uh, my garage. But got it, got it. That's fine. That's that explains the echo. I'll clean it up and post. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, What? What? We're 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 planning on this, right? Like the 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 way this is going to work is week over week, we are going to pick. Uh, largely Blake, honestly. Blake's going to pick uh, a different point in baseball history that is unique or neat or funny or tragic uh, or or something, something substantial uh, mm-hmm. around baseball, a news story or an individual game or a series of, of events. And we're going to dive deep into the the happenings of that event, right? We're going to talk about what got us where we are, and then we're going to pick a game that best exemplifies that point in time. And we're going to deep dive it. We're going to watch the thing together and uh, we'll provide links for you. Uh, YouTube is a miraculous place. The Mm. amount of full baseball games complete with, with 
commercials and uh, inset promos and graphics and shit like that is astronomical. There's so much out there. Um, and uh, we're going to give you a little taste today as well. The greatest pain, our greatest pleasure out there all in one place, right? That's it. So uh, and we're going what to you- we're going to look we're going to to look deep inside the games, but more importantly, we're going to look deep inside you, and you're going to look deep inside yourself. And if you're not comfortable with that, you're not going to be comfortable with this. Okay, so think about that before you decide if you want to proceed forward. If you want to go hand in hand with us on this journey and come out the other end much better, then please. Come with us. If not, you know where the exit is. And that's just it. Here's the secret, folks. You're going to go, well, I'll give it a try and see if I like it. And if I don't, I don't have to listen anymore. And your journey may be that you subscribe and you unsubscribe and you subscribe again and you unsubscribe again. But I promise you this. Once you get a taste if you're being true to yourself, if you're being honest with what's inside of you, you're never going to leave all the way. You're just not. Not everybody's championship material either, okay? Oh, no, no, no. And if you leave for good, we don't fucking want you anyway. Some of you are, you're not going to make it all the way. You're going to fail. But that's up to you. That's the good thing. All right, enough of this bullshit. We're yep. going to watch some baseball. What uh, What do you got for us today, Bub? Uh, Want to give the little kid, the kids a little snack before yeah, we go on? Yeah, let's um, go back to... Now, tell me, you uh, believe were a, a, a young White Sox fan in the 80s, 90s, correct? Did That's you, right. Did you ever journey to the old Comiskey Park? Never made it to Old Comiskey. My uh, first game was in my first game was in ninety three or ninety four, right after the new new stadium was built. New stadium and Bo Jackson's new hip. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, look if if you were running up walls regularly, uh huh, um, you'd need you'd need new hips too. Yeah. Well, yeah, that and the the that tackle didn't ever it never really looked that bad, but it really the fucking hip will get you. Um, well. We're going to go to Old Comiskey today because it is uh, May 20th, 1989, and we have um, the beautiful uh, Baby Blue Blue Jays and the Chicago White Sox from Comiskey um, back on this lovely day in May of 1989. Sounds good to me. It's it's This is a, a truncated version. This mm-hmm. is a little taste of what this is going to be like. We're going to do three innings of this game, right, Blake? Sounds good. Yeah. All yeah. right. We'll do three innings in and out. We'll we'll start with the uh, we'll let the, the pregame stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, link is in uh, the uh, the podcast description if you want to watch along with us. Uh, we'll give you a countdown here in a few minutes uh, once we get started. This is very much just a random game that we picked that was in full mm-hmm. that looked like it might be fun to play around with. We got Buck Martinez on the call, which is always fun. Fun's a loaded gun term, isn't it? I mean, one it, man's, it is. one man's what, pain is another man's pleasure or whatever. You exhaled deeply when I said Buck Martinez. I got a lot new. of feelings about Buck Martinez. What, He's what, been around what? for a while. I've been watching him since, well, about this time, you know, and not so much in these days, but uh, more so in the ESP. He eventually became an ESPN guy, and that's where I 
come to know him mostly. But as I go back and watch these old games, I find, you know what? I really fucking don't like Buck Martinez. And it's usually more than I thought I didn't. So I'm looking forward to seeing him again is what I'm saying. What is it about him that you you don't like so much? Well, Gabe, I'm glad you asked. Um, I think the first thing would have to be his fucking face. That's He's the got big a stupid part. fucking face, right? He's got a stupid fucking face. You take that face, and that's enough to already put you questioning this man. You combine that face with that fucking voice, and you got a real problem on your hands, and you need to keep an eye on him, okay? All right, we're going to give it a shot. There's a reason they put him behind the plate. He was a catcher because they had to keep their eye on him. We'll talk about the catchers involved in this game a little bit later, too, uh, and why they wear a mask. Oh. Uh, we are... Uh, I'd like to hear more about Ty Cobb stabbing the black guy, too. I wasn't familiar with that story. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, when I came across it uh, earlier today when I was putting some shit together for us, um, yeah, he, he just stabbed a security guard at a hotel. The Georgia Peach. You're kidding me. I, hey. I, I believe he was a founding father of Coca-Cola, wasn't he? Heartland Strong. Have you seen the movie Cop? Oh, no. <clears throat> no, no, no. No, no, no. Have you seen the movie Cobb? A long time ago. Yeah. Well, maybe watch that someday. It's a Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. We that's the other thing. We talked about that too. Like, you you think we're not gonna watch Major League on this bitch? You're mm. absolutely wrong. Oh. You're absolutely wrong. Probably we're gonna get there. We'll do use it to do something stupid and, and destructive to ourselves, I hope. But anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. All right. So uh the link is in the bio. We got Blue Jays versus White Sox, May twentieth, nineteen eighty nine. And we're going to count you down. We're going to count down from three. And then when I say play, you're going to press the play button. Not too complicated. Ready? Three, two, one, play. We got a a beautiful backdrop of a completely empty old Comiskey Park. There is nobody there. Okay. I mean, maybe, maybe 500 to 1,000 people. Man. You know, it's uh, not like it's the end of the year and they're out i mean it's fucking may <laughs> we're a month into the season here people oh i'm certain they're in last place at this point i can't imagine that they're they're doing very well it's the 1989 chicago white Sox. it's it's nothing to write home about oh there we go enjoy yeah. coca-cola classic yeah. how about that mm-hmm. how about it and oh this is a t by the way this is a tsn broadcast so yes. this is out of toronto um and we have uh the tsn logo in front of an empty mm-hmm. Comiskey Park. There he and, is. Uh, handsome, handsome Buck Martinez and his partner Fergie Olver. Who the fuck is that guy? I have no idea. I no saw idea. that and I, I thought it was a joke. Yeah, no, the name is just, just stupid fucking name. And he, as the broadcast wears on, you'll watch and you'll you'll listen. Mm-hmm. Buck Martinez gets in like two words for every 150 that this guy speaks. Yeah, maybe he hated Buck, too, and wanted him to shut the fuck up. Could very well be. This is interesting, too. Terry Bevington. I was going to say, you probably know Terry, right? Yeah, White Sox for his base coach. What they're talking about here is earlier in the day, he interviewed to be the Blue Jays manager, and he was walking out the the, uh, 
the lineup to the umps before the game starts. Apparently, he didn't get to the stadium till five thirty. This was a seven p.m. start, so a uh, uh, lot of lot of chaos in the air in the uh, the, the White Sox locker room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they 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 got Buck and Buck over there trying to pilfer the coaching staff. I'm sure he had a hand in it. Well, I mean, with a mustache like that, uh, anybody who wears a mustache. The way hey, that he wears a mustache. I'm New Jay's ownership. Hey, buddy, why don't you send Buck Martinez into that? And he can steal Terry Bevington, buddy. Fuck it. Yeah. You're not but, my guy, buddy. So, I got a good Jimmy Key story if you'd like to hear it. I, I, I never heard of this asshole, so I would love to hear it. You never heard of Jimmy Key? No, this is just a little bit before my time uh, when I was well, paying attention. You might, you might remember Jimmy... Um, Mid nineties, he was like on the Yankees. He was a he was a top of the rotation guy for him. Like when they very kind of started to get good in the nineties, um, ninety four, ninety five. But anyway, that's not important. So there's this kid that that lived um, in the same apartment complex as I did, and he he moved there. He was new. I'd lived there for I don't know four or five years, but. Um, his parents were divorced and he, he tend to, he lived with his mom and he was a couple years older than me. So he was like 13 or 14 and I was, I don't know, 10, 11, but I come to notice the guy kind of would tell a lot of tall tales and some, some things that seemed a bit fishy and, but they were always very strange and very just like so odd. You would, be like, why would you be lying about this? And one of those was, was that Jimmy Key was his father's friend and he was teaching him how to pitch. Oh, see, that's, that's the secret. Yeah. If you want to be a good liar, you pick like the, the most, the random shit yeah. that nobody can really prove, right? That's not worthwhile at all to you to fucking lie about. <laughs> so it's great, really. I mean... Look, that happened 30 fucking years ago, and I'm sitting here finally getting to use it for something. So, you know, sometimes life works out, I suppose. What was this kid's name? Uh, Jeff with a G. G G-E-O-F-F. Fuck this guy. Holy shit. If he hasn't hung himself at this point, then he's doing really well. I would tell you his last name if I didn't didn't think you would look him up and fucking force him to hang himself, okay? So... I can't tell you that. Oh, look at that. Let's go through um, the lineup here. I'll go through Yeah, it. yeah. Crying Wait, dog. Junior Felix at right field, leading off. Tony Fernandez batting second at short. Kelly Gruber, he's got to be younger here. Third base, Jordan mm-hmm. Bell on left. Crime dog batting fifth at the first base. Uh, who's that? Lloyd Mosby in center. Ernie Witt behind the plate. Ah, the ever versatile Rance Molnix. Rance Molnix. And uh, who's Liriano? Nelson Liriano? Nelson Liriano. I think it's it's. I'm yep. sure it's not right. Francisco Liriano's father. Nah, but no, no, no. no. Okay. I got them all. I think I knew everybody. You sure did. I'm not going to know sure these. Did. I let's see. I'll know some of them. You got uh, Ozzy at shorts, uh, Rob Kittle at uh, at first, and Kark behind the plate. Those are the only ones I know or we got give Yvonne a shit Calderon. about. Uh, Juan Calderon. Yeah, out in out in uh, in in uh, left field, right field. There's Ron Kittle. Yeah, Ron Kittle's uh, good enough, I suppose. Uh, but you know, Kark's the Kark's the big man on this. God. On this yeah, look at that. There's got to be like 500 people in the crowd. It's disgusting. <laughs> but look you, at those green seats; they're gorgeous. 
It's an odd-shaped stadium. It is. It Correct is. me it's if very, I'm wrong. Yep, look at that. <clears throat> I told you, last place. Yeah. Last place in the, the, the AL Central. No, they, AL West? Yeah, AL yeah, West. Yeah, back when the, the divisions time. were correct, okay? Let's get that out of the fucking box. <laughs> this is how it should be, okay? You, you, got, you got an East, you got a West, you got, you got a champion of each, and they meet, and then the winners of those series play in the World Series. You don't have 14 goddamn teams in the fucking playoffs. If you want to be in the playoffs, you'd be one of the best four teams. Look at how zoomed in this shot is. You can't see, and I think they're afraid to show the crowd because there is no crowd. You think, oh, well, uh, Jerry Reinsdorf is worried about the camera tricks? <clears throat> Could very well be. Did Reinsdorf uh, have the team by then? Here? Uh, it's it's close. It it might be 90-91, but it's, it's very close. Hey, that was a great throw by Guijin. <laughs> he pronounces his name Guijin. Like, like I, it's, maybe it's a Canada thing? I don't know. It's very odd. Like the double L is not Gishen. And then this is really interesting too. And I don't know if this is a TSN thing or if all the games at the time were doing stuff like this, but we're getting inset promos yeah, that's during a, the middle of innings. That's a very much thing of the time. Like if we'll watch, like you watch the like uh, game of the weeks, like NBC, ABC and shit. They got like whoever the hot player of the time is, they've always got some interview or they're doing something weird. Like they got them reading the other team's lineups and it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing, you know, get to know the fucking guys. Tony Fernandez, a natural on camera. You saw just right there. Guys, pure electricity coming out of his fucking cock. Uh, that ball high. Uh, oh, and one. Where's Pudge? To Tony Fernandez. <clears throat> shouldn't, shouldn't Fisk be behind the plate? No, no. Uh, Fisk, Fisk left in 87. 87 or 88, uh, he was done. Uh, I think he went to Boston after that, after this. I thought he was in Boston when he hit the homer in seven. When he well, oh, so it was before. Okay, yeah, I, I yeah. just have it backwards. I uh, Speaking of Carlton Fisk. <clears throat> I'm pretty I, sure I, he made it through the 90s. We should probably know that. Yeah, we should check. Uh, I, uh, I was in a break the other night uh, for uh, um, like some high-end panini shit, and I pulled a, a Carlton Fisk game-used... Uh, uh, batting glove relic uh, on card auto. Nobody gives a shit. It's probably worth fifteen bucks, but it, I love it. Did you uh, did you have a chicken one too? <laughs> said, oh oh, Cart got him. Cart got him out. Look at that, said, Junior trying to steal second, and Cart nailed him. You said you were having some high end paninis, you know, chicken panini. <clears throat> there we go. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. He had, he had to explain it to me. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I'm sure you'll had, edit it out. I had. I will. I will not. I will not be editing. I'm gonna hear this, the the cut version of this, and I'm gonna sound like a fucking schmuck. You know, Carlton Fisk is 75 years old now. Fuck off. He played till 93 in Chicago. Yeah, but he wasn't playing every day. No, no, way. no, no. no. He's 75, for God's sakes. Jesus Christ. He, uh, in his final season in Chicago, he hit one home run with four RBIs in 53 at-bats. Yeah, you know, better than I could do. Rookie of the year. Yeah, and, uh, struck him out. Struck him out. Two yeah. outs. How do, you, um, how do you feel about these White Sox uniforms? I, I, I'm glad you asked. I absolutely love them. Except for one thing. Mm-hmm. What's the thing I hate about them? 
The hat? Nope. Uh, no names. No names. No fucking names on the back. Give me a fucking break. You're the Chicago White Sox in 1989. Nobody knows who the fuck any of you are. You need names on the back of your jerseys. Like if you're the you're the Yankees, you're the Red Sox, even the Cubs at this mm-hmm. point, I'm good with you having no names on the back of your jerseys. It, it, it's 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 gross. I hate it. It's pretty fascinating that a team in the second largest city for that amount of time could have been so bad. You know? Oh, it's just ter- I mean, who the fuck is Sean Hillegas? I'll give you a hint. He's the guy on the on the mound for the White Sox who's one in four currently and gave up twelve runs in the first inning uh, in three starts. And he probably had Ron Kittle fucking his wife the night before or something. Who knows? I would imagine so. I think mm. I think Kark was a bit of a ladies' man. I mean, Kark, Kark the cuck, <laughs> Karkold, Ron Karkold. I think they found the first shirt there. Kark the cuck. Oh, there it is. We're gonna note that and uh, uh, get our T Public store up and running here before you know it, folks. So if you want some uh, some full like ball game swag we'll, we'll we'll get you taken care of if you'd here. like a kark the cuck or a kelly goober shirt those are our first two ideas from this at bat never heard of her <laughs> oh oh good lord the- look at this man look at this. he doesn't know where he's going holy shit i've never seen a man more unequipped to play center field in my life look at that god and that, that's a that's a triple for kelly uh spoke Kenny a Williams little bit too soon. Is that the Williams? Uh, no, it is no. not Kenny oh. Williams. No, I would have noticed the name and well, put two and two together. The former the former vice president of baseball operations for the Chicago White Sox. God, look at this. Yeah. <laughs> Buck He's looking up like <laughs> Buck knows all about the win. Buck blamed everything on the win. You were a catcher, boy, Buck. Boy. What a mess. That was just pathetic. I do, I do love these uniforms, though. They're they're wider than white could possibly be. And then, oh, look at that beautiful Chicago flag. Get the Winston ad out there. See, it's a it's a bygone era. Give me back cigarette ads at baseball stadiums. Just take. I'm, just, I hate smoking. I hate smokers. I, I my you know I had people die from that shit. But there's just something cathartic about seeing a cigarette ad at a baseball stadium. Make it a fake stadium. cigarette ad, even. I don't give a fuck. George Bell in the four hole first pitch that's low and away for a ball. Go figure. George is uh, doing all he can to support the soul glow foundation. <laughs> he, he's looking real good. He's got a gold chain. Uh, I mean, that's like three points. Uh, certainly a, a, a pretty significant amount of Jerry curl in his hair. George was a, George was a deep ball threat. I was going to well, yeah, say he's sitting, he's sitting in the four hole. Yeah, I expected McGriff would be there, but I, I suppose he's, George he's pretty Bell's young still. still. Mm-hmm. Um, but and I, uh, I think it ends up being Boston. Actually, I was going to say because I, I noticed the standings earlier, and I felt like the Blue Jays ended up. Um, I thought they ended up in the playoffs here, but I, I think might... they do. They were they were low in the standings, but they were only four and a half games out in May. They I, everything was real tight in the NL that year, or in the AL AL East. Because it's, it's either them or Boston. I can't remember. Yeah, 
Let's see. Got McGriff on. Yeah, the Blue Jays here. make the ALCS. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought so. I mean, it was around this. I mean, every from here through '93, they were mm-hmm. they were a powerhouse, you know. And Joe Carter's sitting there in the wings, waiting to fuck shit up. Yeah, he's out in uh, where's he at right now? He's either in San Diego or Cleveland, waiting. He's about to get traded. Well, yeah, he's part of the. He's the uh, crime dog Locked deal. Him. They trade McGriff and Tony Fernandez for Joe mm-hmm. Carter and uh, Roberto Alomar. Yep. I think they get the George better into Bell, that one. Uh, gets walked. He's at first, and we've got runners on the corners, two outs, mm-hmm. and the crime dog at the plate. Do you remember those uh, those commercials uh, for the uh, learning yes, how to yes, bat with I Fred do. McGriff? God, I wanted to be part of that so bad. I was. Um, here's my story. I, I played little league baseball. I'm sure you did too, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, and I was in a really, really small town. Uh, town is called Westville. Uh, it's in Indiana. Look it up. Uh, home of one of the only supermax uh, facilities in the nation, by the way. Uh, a prison made entirely of poured concrete. Um, but uh, there were three little league teams in town, and I got assigned to Westville number two. Okay, this year. I was the worst player on the team by far. All right. Stuck me in left field. I was pretty tall. I was, I, I'm still, I always was. So occasionally I got to play first base. Sure. But yeah. that was very, very rare. I was usually stuck out in left field if I started at all. Um, but I was pat, fat, pudgy, chubby little kid. Hit and him in the chest. Hit the ball. Yep. They'll stop couldn't it hit. if you hit him in the chest. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't hit the ball if you paid me. Um, but uh, everybody else on the team, I just happened to be on the best team right in oh, town. Yeah. And they were all like gamers. Like, man, Wes Seidelman, he was the man. And Wes and I got along really well. We were good buds, but Wes was like the best baseball player in the entire league. We went undefeated. We went 18-0 and that season. Wow. Thanks in no part to old Gabe here. Sure. But you probably kept the morale uh, up. Yep, we got to uh, we got to ride around town uh, on the fire truck because we won the championship. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, yeah, I wanted so bad those commercials on ESPN uh, for the Fred McGriff Tom Hanks baseball. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Yes, that's it. I needed it so bad. I wanted it so bad, Big, and my yep. parents didn't have the money for it. The best I got was one of those nets where I could play catch by myself because my dad worked too much. Tell me you're not learning something about yourself, folks. Tell me you're not. I got my head in my hands. I'm fucking on a journey of hey, self-exploration. Hey, I, th- this I dipshit pitcher just walked to the bases loaded. Jesus fucking Christ. Way to go, fucking Hildebrand or whatever the fuck your name is. It doesn't matter what Lloyd his name is. Lloyd be at the plate. Hey. Lloyd's not... Lloyd's Ooh. dancing below the Mendoza line. Hey, Fergie, how about those Jays from Hamilton, Ontario? Look at that. What a great homemade sign. Did you hear Buck? Did you hear what Buck said? I didn't. Where'd you meet that guy? All right. Now I'm starting to understand why you don't like this fuck. Where'd you meet that guy, Fergie? You jerk him off in Ben's room at the Burger King. For those of you who want to know what else is in my YouTube history, we've got uh, Kid, a Gary Carter story from 2018. We've got the original Hamilton cast performing at the White House. And we've got uh, a 2023 Bowman Chrome break oh. from 
four days ago. Um, so that's a little peek into my for, existence. Watch that one for fun, or did you get anything? No, I wasn't in it. I was just watching mm-hmm. it. Uh, the guy that I break with, I'm, I'm not into the Bowman stuff. I'm not into the prospects. I don't care. Yeah. I'd rather I'd rather have my here you go my Juan Gonzalez signed out of how many out of seventy five. See, it's all all Not about bad. the it's all about the numbers with you and that it really is. You need the rarity really in your life. You I, got, you I need, need the I need the rarity. Mm-hmm. I need I need the you need I, the I need lightning. To feel, I I need to ride the lightning. I need to feel like I'm important for thirty mm-hmm. seconds. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's you need what life to is. feel like you fucking did something that very few people have done, if any, because you want that fucking one-on-one, motherfucker. I do. I'm a one-on-one guy. I've never even contemplated the fact that it could even be a possibility I would ever get a one-of-one. You know that? Oh. You're out there nope. fucking nope. chasing it, and I've never thought I could even possibly get one. What does that say about me? What does that say about you? Let's not give it away now. We'll find out as we go. Yes, we will. I mean. Uh, they still have not changed pitchers. Uh, uh, you know, they just let guys go back then. It's the longest It's the longest first half an inning in the history of baseball. Uh, yeah. He's about to walk uh, a run in, I believe. Uh, it's uh, one and three. Uh, I'm sorry. Three and one is two and two is the count. Pardon. Uh, two outs, and uh, he's not looking good. He's looking very nervous at this point. Hey, Jeff Torborg, father of the demon. There you go. Uh, Dale's dad. Dave, Deuces wild. For, for the uninitiated, uh, Dale Torborg, uh, former baseball player. What, you don't know uh, Dale sh- Torborg? Fucking showed loser. Showed up in what, what 1999? Is that 2000? Like oh, Mosby. Gets through the Base gap. Hit into into uh, left field, and that scores two. Uh, it's two to nothing. Blue and Jays here in the top of the first. There you see why Ron Kittle should be the designated hitter. And why Frank Thomas is going to be replacing that ass in about two years. Oh, we can't wait. I wore 35 in Little League, by the way. Big, big, big hurt guy. I had a big hurt poster on my wall. You're damn right you did. You know why? I assume because you liked Frank Thomas. Yeah, were you going to tell me? <laughs> no, I just oh. assumed because you wouldn't. Yeah. Look at that. What a pathetic sack of shit. Ron Kittle, get out of here. I did hear he used to, if you send him a card, though, he would autograph it and send it back to you. So he's a nice guy. You know who else did that? Uh, for me, when I was a kid, Mickey Morandini. Oh. Yep. yep. Billy Send great. A, he, He's a uh, Philly great. He he played for the Cubs for a long time, lived in Northwest Indiana, as a matter of fact. Lived in like two towns over from me in Northwest Indiana, Mickey Morandini did. Oh. Chesterton, Indiana's own Mickey Morandini. Can we draw some attention to Ernie Witt's face here, okay? Do you see this now, man? Now, which, which is this? Is this Bobby's at- uncle or dad? <laughs> Jesus. I think this is Witt with an H. Oh, W H I T T. He has no. uh, he has the batting helmet with no ear flaps because he ain't no fucking bitch. Okay, Damn he's it. not gonna get that goddamn vaccine, and he's not gonna wear those fucking ear flaps. The the and he the ain't old... gonna vote for no fucking woman. He's Ernie fucking Wit. Well, he's Canadian too, so I guess that doesn't. Well, he might not be Canadian. And that that motherfucker, he must be 6'5 or 6'6. Six, six. That is a tall drink of Canadian water. That's tall as Kark. 
Just, yeah, I mean, he's about an inch taller than Karkovice. He's both the catchers right there, Ernie Witt and Ron Karkovice. There you go. You'd think you'd think the catcher should be a little squatter because they got to be down squat like that the whole time. That's hell on the knees. I'm looking at him, Ben, squatting down like that, thinking about myself. I'm 6'5 myself. I don't want to be squatting like that. I was a catcher. It's perfect, though. That's 5'7". Well, fuck you. But they like him to be taller, though, because you give the they you give the pitcher a bigger frame. Yeah, that's a big frame. There you go. That's true. Yeah. Well, what are you gonna do? There's nobody at this game. They all just, just moved down to the front. Look. No. Yeah. Everybody just cleared directly no. down on the third baseline. Nobody just. gives a shit. He's running this thing. Get this oh, fucking asshole in the dirt. Look at Clark's bobbling the fucking ball. <laughs> He's thinking Acme about scars. He's thinking Acme about that scars on display. God, old Clark. Look at that. There's boy, a close boy. up of his face. Look oh at that yeah, disgusting. look at that look ugly, at that gross fucking, fucking man. Grill. You're sick. Oh. Uh, one time uh, back when I was. Oh, in high look school. at the mustache. What does it smell like? Oh, <laughs> pine tar and pussy, pal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one uh, back when I was in high school. Uh, what if it smells like uh, cock? Well, I mean, look the 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 clubhouse is a is a lonely place at Comis- Old Comiskey. That's why the um, boys call them Cockavice. Uh, cuck Cockavice. God, it's just a gift that keeps on giving, isn't it? It really is. There's so much there. Um, now, when I was uh, when I was in high school, uh, me and my buddies on uh, wrestling pay per view weekends, we used to go to Hooters to watch because it was mm-hmm. cheaper. And uh, we went to uh, Hooters, like yeah, I don't know, like thirty miles away from our hometown. Uh, because that was the closest one that did the pay-per-views. And we went uh, full count uh, to, to wit. Uh, here comes the yeah, we're going to step oh, off. No, it's, a, it's a balk. Uh, it's not a balk, but it might as well have been, because who the fuck cares? Um, oh, now, we, uh, we'd, we'd go to Hooters, and, and we went to Hooters for this one pay-per-view, and I'll never forget it. Do you remember which pay-per-view it was? Don't have no idea. What you just said you'd never for. forget it. Yeah, I remember never forget this. Oh, instance. okay, I got you. Um, the, uh, uh, the waitress. Fuck. Walked uh, him. Walked him. Unbelievable. This guy, um, uh, went to the, uh, the Hooters and, and we got this waitress who was kind of a refrigerator of a woman. Oh, okay. And, uh, like, like she was cold, not nice or, uh, no, no, no. She was, uh. Built like a refrigerator. Oh, okay. Give me one second. Clarity. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, she was a a a refrigerator of a woman, a big big girl, and uh, we uh, she came over and she's nice. She's nice enough, but Mm -hmm. she had these deep groove acne scars all over her face. And as the night wears on, we're drinking. Unfortunate for anybody, but a, a a girl especially. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know a girl at Hooters who has to to serve three asshole adolescent mm-hmm. teenagers who you know I was bigger so nobody ever carded me so I'm drinking beers all night. Oh, Rance Mullenix in in the batter's box. Uh, not, the DH for the 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 Toronto Blue Jays hitting 198 on the season. Not not your ideal designated hitter. I think they're going to be always, happy when they upgrade to Paul Molitor. I've always been a big fan of the baseball players that wear glasses during the game. I tell right? you, like the- <laughs> yeah, like that's to 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 that point. Um, 
this is just really a great study in the difference in just the generational changes of man. Like, yeah, like look at Rance Mullenix. My God, he looks like he looks a lot like uh, like the old president of the company I just left. Uh, tall, lanky, kind mm-hmm. of a nerd. Uh, the, the mustache is a little different, but the- uh, and that is going to end the inning. Uh, Rance Mullenix grounding out to third, and we're going to. <laughs> The bottom of the first inning, only 26 minutes into the game. See, Jimmy Key's kicking ass. He's got an ERA at 2.96. There you go. He's teaching Jeff how to fucking throw a nasty hook. Unfortunately, uh, the commercials have been cut out of this broadcast, yeah, so we yeah. don't get to revel in the 1989 advertisements oh. outside of the, uh, the in-game fun that we've seen so far. By the way... Uh, my favorite thing about this broadcast is it's the Labatt's Blue mm-hmm. Jays broadcast, yep. which is just perfect brand uh, awareness here. Yep. I better hit the lineup here. We got Gishan at short, Gallagher in center, Baines in right, Kittle batting cleanup at first, Calderon out in left, Manrique Manning second. I believe that's Greg Walker, DH. Greg Walker. We got Williams at third. It is and Kenny Williams. Kekavai set the behind the plate batting ninth. Consider me, consider me absolutely wrong. Yes, it is Kenny Williams at third base. Yeah, I'm glad. I I, I don't ever remember Kenny Williams fucking playing. Oh. So here's the handsome Ozzy Guillen mm-hmm. in an inset promo. You'd think after being in the states and playing baseball with Americans for 35 years, or managing mm-hmm. Americans for 35 years that he would sound a little different, a little more Americanized than he mm-hmm. did 30, 35 years ago. He doesn't. Sounds exactly the same. He sounds exactly, yes. This is exactly the same as present day. Like, you're exactly right. I was thinking that. This- anyway, uh, so we, we long story short, we we called the waitress Kark all night. She had no idea what we were talking about, oh, but she looked like okay. Ron Karkabice. Yep. That's nice. Did, did, did one of the boys give her some of the cuck? Oh, I'm sure they did. Mm. Um, uh, I wasn't around for it. No, uh, well, probably all the better. Nobody wants to see Cart get it. That's a real primal kind of come. Oh, <laughs> Gian's putting a bunt down. He sure is. He's showing bunt all the way. I see Gian. Uh, fouled bunt. And now it's 0-2, and, and he will not be bunting again. Swing away, Ozzy. Swing away. You see? Like, that that uniform looks damn good on Ozzy again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were kind of... Um, these were kind of in-between-ish, weren't they? Because they had the, like, the ones they wear as throwbacks today, and then they moved to the black pinstripes, so they didn't really have these white socks ones like this for... More than a couple no, of years, did they? Maybe, maybe 89, <clears throat> 88 and 89 only, mm-hmm. because I think 87, you had those those light blue guys uh, for one year, which, like, as their oh, alternates, really? they were gorgeous. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can use them in, uh, I think, the show oh, 20 yeah. or they 21. Do. Yeah, they, they got light blue ones on there. There's Dave Gallagher. Glad to see Where's him. the watermelons? Jesus. D- different different water? Different different Gallagher? I think that's his brother. Same mustache. Same mustache. What is it with all the mustaches? It's just a, a thing of the times, huh? Everybody I, just had mustaches. 
Yeah, you know, you got Magnum PI, Magnum TA, uh, you got the whole whole thing. Was this before or after the accident? 89. Oh, we're way after. Yeah, I thought so. Okay. And nobody wants to be Magnum TA anymore, I promise. No, he's calling matches on Worldwide. There you go. Gallagher finds the shortstop, and he's out by three or four paces. What a a thrilling first inning we've had thus far. Yeah, it's really been the tale of uh, two different sides. You can see with the Blue Jays, they have a good pitcher, and uh, the White Sox have what is known as a shitty pitcher. <clears throat> but here's uh, a Hall of Famer, right? That's right. There is the litmus test. There's a statue of Harold Baines at uh, at uh, uh, Guaranteed Rate Field. Oh, what a beautiful name. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the the best part about Guaranteed, my favorite story about, about them naming this field, uh, Guaranteed Rate's logo is an arrow pointing down. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so as part of the negotiations, the White Sox said, we'd really like it to not, uh, uh, Harold Baines leading the league in batting average mm-hmm. at this point, uh, 364 really this point in the year out of that one. Unbelievable. Um, <laughs> that's yep. a good throw by Tony. Tony always agreed. Really was great glove at wow. short. Uh, three up, three down for the White Sox in the bottom of the first, and we head to the top of the second here in lovely Chicago. Um, where was I? What was I talking about? Um, we were talking about um, guaranteed rights uh, branding. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's visual so, branding. Yeah. <laughs> the vehicle that they use to brand is a down arrow. And so as part of the negotiation... <laughs> As opposed to an up arrow? It's part of the negotiation. The White Sox said to them, well, can we, like, not have it be a down arrow uh, on the side of the building? Sure. And, uh, you know, optics being what they are. Uh, Oh, this pitcher's still in the game. That's good to know. uh, That we don't nip this sort of shit in the bud. What a beauty. Wow. What a mess this team is. My God, I'm glad I wasn't watching closely at this point. I would have been a six-year-old into deep, dark depression. My God. There's nothing good happening for the Shy Sox here. Hell, five and a half at this point. I wasn't even six yet. Um, Anyway. They don't have a team of athletes is really their problem. They've got two or three athletes on the team, but they don't have a team of athletes. That's a good point. They got a couple guys that can hit baseballs like Harold Baines and Ron Kittle. And then they just, they got like a a fucking men's softball team. Now we're back to the top of the order for the Blue Jays here in the top of the second. You got the Jays running out Liriano and Felix with slap bunts and fucking Tony Fernandez and Crime Dog. And then you got Karkovice and Kittle and Sean Suckass on the mound. Dipshit McGee on the mound, correct. Um, So, yeah, they, they ask him, they say... Uh, do we want to like you know let's let's make it look like home plate instead of an arrow? Oh, right. Like, yeah. What a great compromise. I think that would be great. Nope, can't do it. We're paying you X amount of money. We're going to put a giant down arrow on the front of the building. You know how and, much money we spent for that that logo, and you want us mm-hmm. to change it on our biggest investment? What? 
this kind of vehicular branding is is comes few and far between, and so this arrow stays. And that is that's why the I, I've decided that's why the White Sox haven't won a a, a championship since two thousand five. The the naming of the stadiums. Uh oh, look at Clark's arm. What a hose. He, that's the second one of the game for those keeping track, and the second time this guy's been thrown out at first. That was not a, That wasn't a great throw. It wasn't. I mean, I mean, as Buck is telling us with his astute analysis here, Liriano fucking slows down. So Kark's shitty fucking throw, like look he how got high scared. It is. It has a loop he got to it. The yeah. man's Liriano got scared. Karkovice's throw is has such a loop to it; it goes out of the fucking frame. It's not a frozen rope. It it, nope. it it's like a rainbow, and he still yeah. threw the man out. Yeah, Liriano got scared. You could see his eyes get real big when he realized he's going to have to run through the guy to get get safe, and he starts the slide mm-hmm. like <clears throat> five feet too early. And then they show us Kark's thrown out nine of thirteen as they ruin That's my fucking funny. point of me shitting on his arm. Apparently he's got a great arm, so I'll go fuck myself, okay? Yep. Pine tar and pussy. Thanks, Buck. I'll just go over here and put this fucking vacuum hose around my neck. Put that cigarette out. Would you stop it? Oh, like boy. The filling in. Yeah, maybe they were just, it was It was a, a late arriving crowd this evening. There's a, 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 a multi-car pileup on the Dan Ryan there on the south side tonight. Out on uh, Interstate 90, somebody call O'Hare. Air traffic control called because Clark's going to be throwing the ball down to second. Somebody let Chicago PD know that that's not a runaway car on a freeway. That's just Ron Karkovice throwing motherfuckers out. From behind the plate at Comiskey, it's I fine. don't know it's, what am I doing. It's here? fine. You can you can get mad at old Jr. for for liking Chicago PD. I understand. I understand. It's Not fine. Everybody backs the blue. That's fine. I get it. Jr.'s favorite comic book character is the Punisher for that very reason. I'm sure. Of it. <laughs> yeah, I Jr. would completely miss the point of the Punisher. Oh, Try not to drop one this pitch one, Dave. Popped high. That's completely up. Oh, yeah, he caught that ball. That's pretty good. I thought for a second there he was going to miss it again. He's getting better. Dipshit. Just a team full of dipshits. Unbelievable. It, it helps to know that at least better days are ahead for them. Oh, hey, great. There's Ron Kittle and his glasses. What a good-looking man he is. Look at Look at those eyes. Look at how beautiful he is. Look at that square jaw. He is very chiseled, Kittle. isn't he? Mm-hmm. He really is. Chiseled out of stone. Kittled out of stone. Maybe I don't like Kittle. him because he makes me feel uncomfortable. Uh, well, it's you know what it is? It's the, it, it's the wireframe gra- glasses. He looks, he looks a significant amount like Jeffrey Dahmer. He looks like he's going to tell me that a lot of my opinions that really don't matter do matter. And... And I need to do something about that. He looks like in the middle of a, an inning when they're sitting in the dugout waiting for their at bat, he'll turn to you and put his hand on your thigh and look you deep in the eyes and say, have I told you about the gospel of Jesus Christ? He looks like the kind of man that 
jacks off while he's taking a shit on the toilet simultaneously. If we're being frank. Like this man. Got, what, what is got happening a gentleman here? Sprawled, got a gentleman, I think that's Jerry Reinsdorf, <laughs> sprawled across three rows of seats out in left field. Uh, uh, and and looking very happy about it. That man is a classic White Sox fan. Now, I have to tell you this, as, as, as a person not in the area, the, the White, I, don't, I don't think the White Sox fans have great um, public image at large. Oh, no, we absolutely do not. Because my friends and I would routinely, as I have grown up over the years, refer to the White Sox fans as the biggest group of trash fans in the entire American League. And it really, really stems from the guys running on the field and beating the shit out of the old man from the Royals. Remember that? I do. I remember that well, as a matter of fact. They yeah, beat no, Tom I don't, I don't, his ass. I, I don't know that I disagree with you. Um, it, it's, it's, a, it's a chip on your shoulder thing, mm-hmm. right? Like Chicago is, it, it, you know, it's a beautiful city. There's no doubt. But it's, it's still a Midwestern city, right? Like they're... They call it the second city because everybody feels like they're in second place. Like that might not be the real reason, but that's why they call it that. Like a second and, city saint? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you're telling me <laughs> that people from Chicago sometimes have chips on their shoulders? Uh, more often than not, they do. Uh, Ivan Calderon uh, took a baseball off of his uh, left hand there. Mm. Uh, looked like it hurt a little bit. Uh, it was off the bounce didn't even come out of the pitcher's hand. He swung at the ball. It went foul, bounced off the plate, and smacked him right in the hand. He's taking off his batting glove and shaking it off. Rub some dirt on it, you simple bitch. Um, no, Former Expo, uh, Yvonne Calderon. You know, we're going to talk about the Expos quite a bit, but I'll tell you what. I started watching an old Expos game today. Um, as a matter of fact, it was the uh, uh, Gary Carter's last game. Oh, yeah, that's uh, a good one. And uh, Rest in peace. Um, yes. 2000 died way too young. Gary Carter, unbelievable. Yeah, 2012. That I wish guy he died. could have been around. I feel like he would have been an integral part of Scientology. Gary Carter, the love child uh, of oh. uh, Cowboy Bob Orton and <laughs> uh, 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 somebody else. There's somebody else in there, and I'll get to it. I just don't know where it is, but there's a lot of Cowboy Bob Orton and Gary Carter. Um, Maybe a lot of Gary Carter and Cowboy Bob Orton. Who knows? I wouldn't put it past him. If there is, there's a lot of TB and Gary Carter, and that would explain the death. <laughs> oh, uh, fuck. Let's see. A uh, little inside baseball for you folks. Um, uh, yeah, no, no, no. White Sox fans suck. Uh, it, and, and that's a good, healthy dose of, of self-loathing. There's no question. But it's 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 just that thing. We're the the second team in the second city. Yeah. Uh, you know, like everybody's a Cubs fan. Nobody cares about the White Sox. Woe is me bullshit. That's that's what it comes down to. And a good portion of the Sox fandom comes from the South Side, Oof. a little bit more working class than the rest of Chicago. Ah. Uh, Ivan Calderon out at first. Uh, and I believe there are two outs now in the bottom of the second inning. President Obama, um, a Chicago fan, White Sox fan. He is, and from the south side. Um, and so, like, I grew up in northwest Indiana, which is just, like, there are three counties at the northwest corner of Indiana, uh, Lake, Porter, and LaPorte counties, that are all on central time, just like Chicago, mm-hmm. and the rest of the state is on eastern time. 
Sure. Um, so I grew up in the central time zone. And as a result, I was a Bears fan and I was a White Sox fan and my brother was a Cubs fan. But um, Northwest Indiana kind of went the Cubs way more than or I'm sorry, the White Sox way more than the Cubs way. But it's a much more poor. It's a poor community. It's a working class community. And and that, you know, that leads to more dirtbaggery. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. We I think we missed a good opportunity to talk about Mr. Manrique's face. Boy, oh boy. Did you see it? The, 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 the combination of the glasses and the, uh, the, the afro is really, really interesting. Um, it, it's, there's a lot of things the glasses are really making happen in this ball, ball game for a lot of men. You know, the interesting thing is like uh, Kittle takes the glasses off while he's on the field, right? Like, mm. And some of these guys do not. Um, I, I, he just doesn't want to have to buy a new set of frames because he's fucking. I was going to say the the proliferation of of Greg Walker standing in now hitting one eighty five on the season, uh, really tearing things up. Could you imagine um, today seeing a left handed designated hitter batting against a left handed pitcher, unless it was like fucking Otani or Jordan Alvarez or something? No way in hell this would be happening. Greg Walker batting 185 isn't. And Kelly Gruber's a fucking vacuum cleaner. <laughs> and that is the second inning here on the south side of Chicago. We are headed to the top of the third with the score. Blue Jays 2, White Sox 0. Kelly made a couple nice plays that inning. Kelly Grabber. Kelly Ass Grabber. Ha ha! Love it. Did we need to get the express rent consent to do this? Uh, I don't believe so. I don't think they can hear it. Um, oh, that's good. I, I would assume whoever runs the This Is Where You Find Baseball YouTube channel has that piece of paper in hand. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And that's and if he doesn't, it's his problem. That's good ours. enough for me. Yep. Big fan of that person, whoever you are. We're going to... We're going to come to know and love you. Mm-hmm. Kark, the big pop fly and catch it, sends the first batter home. Send us a note God, someday. that is an ugly fucking man. I, look at his fucking I need, cheeks. I need to look. Jesus. All right, fuck it. I didn't really want to get too deep into this kind of stuff, but. Look right at his here. face. I need to know what's going on in this man's personal life. God damn. It's just like, it's Ron insane. Ron Kark wife. There it is. He is married to Kimberly Fuller Karkovice. In the 1990s, Karkovice was an early investor in Styx Baseball, a baseball bat manufacturer which was eventually bought by Easton. Karkovice mm. opened Ronnie's Big League Deli in Orlando in November 2003. All right? God bless him. He would be in Orlando. He's got a face for Orlando. Oh, my God. Ooh little high heat on that one. George Bell sent packing out of the box. <clears throat> Holy shit, man. He looks exactly... He actually looks younger now than he Let's did. Let's give Fergie and Buck a call. It says call collect, so it's uh, no charge for us. Get part of the extra innings piece Oh, here. Gallagher oh, misses another George one. Bell. Center field. My God, this guy is just a mess. Oh, but... And Gian misses the relay. What in the hell is happening here? I think we need to get Gallagher out of center. 
Unbelievable. Yeah, Gallagher's drifting. He could have just stopped there, Buck. It hit him in the fucking glove. Goes off no, the middle Fergie, finger of his glove. He sucks. <laughs> yes, yeah, so Fergie is is giving him the excuse of the wind in Chicago. It's not, it's not a particularly Fergie windy just said, day. I quote: "He's a pretty good outfielder." All right. Yep, Fred McGriff. Calderon under it. Bell tags up and he's at second. We're all right. Yeah, he deked it. The Bucks telling us, hey, hey, what are you doing out there? You hear him? What are you saying? Yeah, he's fucking with him. Ha! So if you're wondering where all the fans of uh, the Chicago White Sox are on this night in May of 1989, chances are they're probably at the movie theater seeing Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Or Roadhouse. Oh. Or uh, the Amityville horror sequel, The Evil Escapes. Or Earth Girls Are Easy mm-hmm. out in May mm-hmm. of 1989. You remember that box from the I from do the remember it from score, the right? Theater, yeah. Of course you do. Jeff Goldblum, um, right? Uh-huh. And, uh, and uh, little-known actor in 1989 uh, and stand-up comedian by the name of Adam Sandler makes his feature film debut in a... In a, in a a classic film called Going Overboard. Wow. Adam's coming to town. What does that even mean? He's doing a fucking concert here. Oh, oh, oh okay. Where you are close to you. Okay, got tickets, it. Tickets. Do you know how much tickets are? They range I, from $200 to $1,000. For Adam fucking Sandler in 2023. You can fuck my goat ass. Like... Exactly. Right? Your stinky fucking goat ass Garaputo. Mm-hmm. I fucking I fucking got no dukes. <laughs> oh man, like fucking you know, a fucking uh like 30 style boxing. Just just so everybody knows, I checked my phone. That's <laughs> right. Sent me a, a close up shot of Kark's disgusting face. His disgusting mustacheless face. He is shaved. <laughs> no mustache. That's a ninety three upper deck shot, I believe. There you go. We love a 93 upper deck shot. Kark said uh, once we get into the 90s, the stash had to go. In the car on the way to the Sox game tonight, folks were listening to uh, Like a Prayer by Madonna, number 10 mm-hmm. on the Billboard Hot 100 at this point. Uh, Soldier of Love from Donny Osmond at number four. Oh. Uh, I'll Be There for You from Bon Jovi That's at number right. three. Real Love by Jody Wally at number two. And the number one song in America this night May 20th, 1989, Paula Abdul, Forever Your Girl. That's a good one, yeah. And uh, and I believe the score is now three to nothing. Toronto. Yeah, they really fucked up here. You got Harold Baines misplaying the ball out there. This is why he becomes a DH. And, you know, Gallagher sucks ass. So, And we got fucking Witt hitting the ball up there. I mean, look at Witt. Knock the shit out of that. He really did just knock the laces off the fucking ball. It's because he's no bitch. And then you got fucking Fergie making excuses for the outfielders again. Look at the sky. The ball ma- blends into the sky so easily. That, no, these guys just suck. That ball fell right between the two of them. They got scared. They thought they were going to run into each other. Uh, Bane slid. The other guy fell over. 
And we we're back to Rant's fucking dipshit McGee here uh, up to bat. And and they still got this I'm fucking sure. cocksucker in there throwing, man. He does. Yeah. <laughs> it's the top of the third inning. The fucking Torborg. He needs to go get a get the hook. Send out. Drowned it out in the first. Rance Molinix with his shitty little mustache and wireframe glasses. And that's a ball. It's 2-0. You know, I'm glad you brought the music up because this is right. I mean, I am very much, I am now getting into like MTV heavily. Like I am watching MTV for hours a day at this age and it's all about the top 20 countdown. And I watched that goddamn Madonna video a million times. That thing was controversial as fuck. Do you remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, so. At a black so Jesus, everybody knows. people didn't like that. Nah, you're, you're thinking. That's that's not uh it's like, a prayer. like a prayer. Yeah. Or was it like a virgin? Oh yeah, no, yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, no, it was very controversial. Yeah. Yes. I remember it. See like see, a virgin uh, like eighty five something or right. whatever. We were we were um my parents were very poor. And so I didn't have cable. So I had VH one. I had basic cable. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a we had a cheater box because my uncle um worked for Jones Intercable. Um, uh, which eventually got rolled up into Comcast at some point, but um, and so he hooked up our our machine at the house with with basic cable for us, and so I was watching VH1, but it was on VH1 too mm. at the time, and I remember that being one that and uh, Black Velvet uh, by Alana Miles, those two videos being the two videos that really made me go, oh, so uh, I'm a man, got it. I'm man. I'm 40. I am. You are now. You aren't then. I am now. Not then. But yeah, a lot of miles rising around on a bed wasn't so bad for me. I was just wanting to see if Motley Crue was going to stay at number one with Dr. Feelgood. Gijin. They keep fucking doing it. Yeah, they keep calling him Gijin. Did I ever Uh, tell you about the year I spent training as a Gijin? And I did a year's a geisha. Moving into the bottom of the third, it's four nothing Toronto. Um, seven <laughs> hits. He's gonna have seven fucking hits. Okay. We uh uh uh. <laughs> what were we talking? God damn it! I was gonna tell a story. Shit. We'll we get were talking about sure. um uh black velvet and living on a prayer and not living on a oh, prayer. Uh, oh, Dr. Feelgood. You said Dr. Yeah, Feelgood. So, Dr. so one of my Eddie best Williams. buddies, one of my, there you go. Eddie Williams. Oh, it's not even Kenny. Fuck us. Right. Um, <laughs> oh, so many jokes. So little time. Um, nah, my buddy down the street, his name's Mike Jenkins. And Mike was a big, uh, we loved wrestling. Like I was, we would, we would play like we were the rockers in the front yard. I was Sean. He was Marty. Oh, yeah. would, you know? Yeah. It was great. But uh, uh, Mike was a big metalhead, like loved Motley Crue and Metallica mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And all I knew was that there were certain songs that I liked. My parents listened to country music and and that's, you know, that was just my entire existence. Right. So so uh, I liked Dr. Feelgood and I liked a little bit of the Metallica that he would play. And I liked uh, um, every time I went to his house, I had his dad put on. uh uh, the stereo they had in the front room, um, Tuesday's Gone by Leonard Skinner. Oh, yeah. Love Tuesday's Gone, right? They, they, but they... <laughs> but uh, we, uh, uh, 
my mom would shop for me. Here's Kark up to the plate for the first time in the ball game uh, with that mustache and that ugly fucking face. Uh-oh. And he plasters Uh-oh. The Uh-oh. Into ball the sun. Out to left field, into the sun, and. Yeah, he that's managed. what a good outfielder does. He managed to catch the catches, fucking ball. He catches the fucking ball. Junior even if Felix it's up against, caught the fucking ball, Harold you, and Gallagher. Even if it's up against the wall. You watermelon um, fucking monster. I wanted to be really cool. And uh, my mom shopped a lot at the uh, um, the resale shop in town. Mm-hmm. And she found me a jean jacket. Oh, nice. Uh, uh, and... Uh, we had that fabric paint shit. And yes. So, yes. So uh, I put Dr. Feelgood at the top of the jacket. That's right. Yes, you did. And directly underneath it. What did I put, Blake? Did I put Motley Crue? Nope. <laughs> you put Metallica, didn't you? I put Metallica and I wore it to school because I had no idea. Yes, you did. That's, that's the end of the third inning. It's for nothing, Toronto. I um, can't believe that because I have almost the same fucking story. Shut up. We we were well. I was there was an assembly and I was wearing it in the gym, and there were a group of boys, behind, guys from the 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 grade ahead uh-huh. behind me, and just mercilessly going in on me. And As I, they should. It was you deserved it, that. There's no question. It's 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 guided me and turned me into the man I am today. You, but you you found whew. something and you haphazardly liked it, and you you just you went into it carelessly and just enjoying it, and and you were you were reminded that no, you're a dumb fuck, and you screwed that up, and you can't you can't be happy unless you are right. Okay, you have to be fucking right, and if you're not right, you can't be happy. But I I can't that the 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 fabric paint just flipped the fucking switch for me because we too were poor and but mine was a t shirt and I I badly wanted a poison t shirt but couldn't afford like the twenty thirty dollar ones obviously a real one and so my mom was going to make me one so with the fabric paint she was I I requested. This is what I requested, which I did not get. I wanted her to paint poison on it. And below that, I want action, which was the name of their 1986 hit, which I didn't know at the time meant I want to fucking come. I'm eight years old and um, she would not do this for me. She made me one and just put poison on it, but not the, she said, I'm not putting that on there. And I said, you will too. And she said, I'm not going to do it. And I just said, fine. (laughs) I pretty much raised myself till I was about 12. I called a lot of the shots. Um, Didn't work out good for me, but here we are. We're we're here in the, we're here in the top of the forest and we've gone a little over where we were going to go today, but we're having too much fun. The bats player of the game is brought to you by Canon Prima shot. Uh, the, the, the top of the line take home camera for you. Uh, you assholes that had cameras. That looked pretty state of the art for 1989. It looked pretty damn good. Have you seen where they hoping that they were going to announce who it was? This pitcher is still in the fucking game. too. They they've clearly given up on the season. They must've went to the bullpen the night before and just raped it of its dignity. Um, yeah. 
Oh my God, Gian. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that's all right. That was risky play for a. They they keep Buck. Buck has been around the game for his whole fucking life. Okay, how does he keep calling this man Gijin? Is 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 he doing something to where this is like this is Ozzy's? Um, is this like the real way to pronounce his name and we're being the assholes and doing it in the American way? I don't fucking care. Is that what's happening frankly. here? Don't care. Do not care. Buck's uh, trying to be it, cute. It, his name's Ozzy Gian, and and I think he'd be fine with us calling him Ozzy Gian. And would probably be a little annoyed that this dipshit keeps calling him Gijen as well. I think he would too. He's he's a uh he's a pretty loose cannon. You know who else sucks? Nick Swisher. Nick Swisher sucks. Oh, okay. Anyway, where did he come from? That has to do with I don't know. I don't know. He's kind of a dick. You kind of look like Nick Swisher. Thank you. No, well, he's a handsome guy. Yeah. No, I'm not saying that. Kind of a douchebag, though. I know what you're saying, though, and I'm not sure I appreciate that part of it. But (laughs) um, you know, you got to take a little of this with a little that. Well, look, this has gone off the rails, and this is probably a good time for us to to mosey on down the road. How many bit, outs but, do they um, have? Yeah, I was going to say. I don't know. Two outs, something. Uh, who fucking can? Probably no outs, actually. They still have this dipshit pitcher in the game. Um, but uh, this is just a little taste of, of what you can come to expect from this. And and we've been going for over an hour. We anticipated going 20 to 30 mm. minutes. So, so if you're not into this thing uh, for the long haul, once we get into uh, more episodes of the whole ball game, uh, then fuck you um because this is good shit pal um we're uh uh we're 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 kicking things off officially next week uh these things are going to drop on friday mornings every week uh big big blake here and i are are gonna be recording on thursday nights and 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 drop this stuff for you on friday so you can ease into the show all weekend long as you're you're catching moments in between having to deal with your family yes Um, you can, the get, first you one, can get a little relief with Buck Martinez. It's true. The first one up on our list that we're going to take a deep dive of next week is uh, is one that's near and dear to my heart. It's another White Sox game, but it's a much more talented and much different White Sox team. Uh, we're going back to August 4th, 1993. Uh, my, my 10th birthday, as a matter of fact. Oh. Uh, beautiful Arlington Stadium in Arlington, Texas. It's the Chicago White Sox versus the Texas Rangers. Mm-hmm. And who's on the bump for this game? Like, well, it's not Sean Hill to gas. It is uh <laughs> it is none other than the man himself, the Choo Choo Train, the Ryan Express, Nolan fucking Ryan on the mound for the Rangers at what, age forty three at this time? 27 years in the bigs man by 1993 and this guy's still throwing 94 mile per hour heaters on a regular basis mm-hmm. and also throwing some bombs uh, of his a, own as a well maker or two or six as a matter of fact uh it is the the uh, the the legendary brawl between Robin Ventura and Nolan Ryan and it's all right here next week. Where? The whole ball game. And I've, I forgot, so uh, just call it uh, first week jitters. 
follow us mm-hmm. on Twitter or X or whatever the hell you want to call it. It's uh, at whole ball game there because at the whole ball game is taken for some fucking reason. Uh, at the whole ball game on Instagram and as of this morning, www.theholeballgame.com. You can uh, connect with us there, uh, shoot us a message, uh, whatever you'd like to do. And uh, if you want to just contact us directly, theholeballgame at mail.com. Not Gmail, not female. Theholeballgame at mail.com. M A I L, you dipshits. Anyway, we'll talk to you next week right here on the, uh, the whole ballgame.